This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. And welcome into the Pirate Radio Podcast. I am Shirley Rose. To kick off the week on February 26th, Clip Brock had a chance to visit with ECU defensive coordinator Blake Harrell to talk a little ECU football. Joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Harrell is here to talk some Pirate football. Coach, how you doing, man? Doing well. Appreciate you guys having me on. You are welcome to have a bite of zucchini bread if you yeah, choose to do so. I have to. Get some on the way out. That's good stuff. Uh, I don't know, Alex, would that help your standing on the football team if he likes it? Or could no. it hurt your standing if he dislikes it? No. <laughs> Either way, it's not going to affect you. Um, Coach, uh, great to have you here in studio. And first of all, it's great to have you here in Greenville. I, every offseason now, I start to worry, will Blake Harrell still be here? Because your defenses have played great, and um, teams notice that and and reach out to you. So I, I don't know, any chatter this offseason? Uh, and, and how did you end up back here as the defensive coordinator? Uh, we're, we are proud to be Pirates and just excited to be here and excited to be Greenville. And, I keep telling people it's a really good fit for for my family and I. Uh, just we, you know, feel really comfortable here. Our kids have friends here, and, and we kind of rooted here now. So uh, to be back and, and be with Coach Houston again for another year, and be around our players and our staff, just super excited about that, and, and excited to get going in twenty twenty four. I took my daughter to a postseason volleyball game, and your family was in front of uh, me. And I see you out there at sporting events. Y'all really make the most of it and, and get out there. That's really cool to see. We do. They they enjoy getting out there and and uh, you know going to different events. That they're all three playing softball right now three of my daughters so they love going to softball games our softball team's doing really well right awesome. now and uh we were at the baseball game yesterday me and my wife and had a good time out there how about that atmosphere when i pulled in it felt like i mean there was tailgating there was uh cornhole and, and all kind of it felt like a football game uh, at clark leclerc it was great yeah every time i talk to somebody about east carolina i tell you what, what makes this place special is the people and that atmosphere that they uh they had yesterday going and, and the way our baseball team played what, what a special place all right, uh, Coach, coming off of last season and had a chance to talk to, to Jack Powers and Jeremy, kind of a couple of the leaders about, you know, how do y'all kind of stay in it? Your defense is playing so well. You're playing good enough to win and just not quite getting enough points on the other side. And they're like, hey, all we, we do is control what we control, focus on what we can focus on. And they, they had the right mindset. I talked to Coach Houston about it that, you know, you can lose some locker rooms when things are going on like that. Yours seem to be – uh, all together and and it says a lot about the coaches says a lot about the players as well but how difficult was last season from that aspect where your guys really did do their part and and the wins just didn't show up you know hats off to those older guys like like jeremy lewis and julius wood and jack powers who you know going there last time through it i think sometimes when you go through uh, a season like that and you're a younger guy you're like well i always got the following year i got some time right. down the road but when you're an older guy that can be really frustrating i think they did a really good job of exactly what you said controlling the controllables focus on what was in front of them not focus on the past and just trying to find a way to win a game or make a play to help our team win a game and that's what we always talk about in the defensive room is it it takes all of us it takes all of us pulling in the same direction staying together pulling together and if we do that we'll give ourselves a chance to win yeah just uh great performances on the field last year and and when i was talking to coach houston we focused so much this offseason about the offense it's not guaranteed your defense is going to go out there and be good you got to keep working and keep bringing in guys so coach what uh returners are you excited about and then who are some of the newcomers you're excited about on this roster yeah you know there's there's a bunch of guys and i think one thing we've been able to do defensively is play some depth guys over the last couple of years mm-hmm. we'll play you know 19 to 22 guys 
um, and some of that's just building depth. So when you have a guy leave the graduation or a guy move on, you've got some guys who have played. So, um, you know, our, our front is really exciting. You know, Chad, yeah. Chad Stevens, J.D. Lampley, Elijah Morris, uh, Sue Red Ware, Deontay Johnson, uh, C.J., all those guys up front are really excited about. Sam, Sam Danka is going to be a guy there, outside backer, that was really behind Jeremy and Jack jack uh powers that's gonna you know kind of be a guy uh so all those guys are back really excited by him thank god um siobhan revels back you know he, he makes us all a better coach every day um but in, and then we got some guys that as you said as you mentioned kind of joined our program and i think are doing a good job of fitting in and, and kind of learning the system and showing that you know they may be a guy we can count on uh, Drew Wilson Lamp from from West Virginia is a corner that is going to look like Siobhan has that length, has that speed. You know, really excited about him. Um, you know, Day Day Wilson that linebacker. You know, fired up about him. Raheem Craig is going to play our outside backer and just he's shown some twitch and, and able to do some things uh, there from an outside backer spot that I think would be really helping us. Uh, did you see your guys dancing at the basketball game, Coach? I, I did. I, we actually put that on the uh, in our meeting room. I red dotted all of them. So a green dot's like, hey, you're doing something good. A red dot, like I said, <laughs> hey, you guys, you guys got to work on your dance moves. Well, my dad and I were trying to figure out who uh, who one of the guys that did the flips. Was yeah. the Lamp Kid? That, that was him. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. A welcome to Pirate Nation. A nice flip. That, that was. Dancing. I said, hey, why don't we get a few picks and you do that flip again? <laughs> there you go. Man, that D-line you just rattled off. Uh, it, it some great names and great to have those guys back and it all starts there and coach it might have been your first year here it might have been even the year before you came i just remember east carolina loaded up on d-line in recruiting and almost said look we might miss on a couple but we're going to hit on a few of these and we're going to start here and that has paid off here all these years later that is a major strength it has that that was the same year i came in i came in with all those guys in in 2020 and uh, we all got here up before the pandemic started and you know those guys our program and our culture and what they're right in the center in front of it and they kind of lead the way defensively for us uh you can ask a question if you want to get one in on youtube facebook jamie says i don't really have any questions because i know the defense is good to go he said hopefully the uh players uh have bought in 100 percent uh to coach harrell i know that's for a fact talking to the guys that you have a great uh, i think line of communication with the guys coach uh from what i understand and they trust you and, and you put your trust into them yeah and i think what we got to be careful of is, and we talked about this i think we were 37th in the nation in total defense and scoring defense which you know a lot of places that we satisfied complacent with that we got to make sure we're not sitting back we, you know i think we learned that more than anything from last season is we got to go attack we got to make sure we're working harder than ever and, and i think that they are that our guys are you know they don't c- care about what we're ranked in the nation defensively they care about wins and losses they don't want to see two wins ever again they want to go get wins and put w's on the board so they're working their tails off to make sure that happens and we as coaches are as well and one thing coach houston said multiple times when we talked to him last week he wants that same aggressiveness that your guys show up with every day of practice to come from the offense and really make those practices a battle so i I can't wait to the spring and hear you and john david baker going back and forth and the players going back and forth but it sounds like you guys have kind of set the tone set the tempo now this offense needs to to match that this offseason yeah, I remember when I first came in, Holt Naylor's, you know, he, he made you better every day. <laughs> right. And I'm excited about that for our offense. I think whether you're in a position room, you know, you're at 
within your job at work, if you've got competition, it forces you to be better. Right. You know, if that's uh, you know two corners going at it to see who's going to be the starter, it forces them to raise their game and be better. You know, if we're in the real world and we're in sales and you're doing a pretty good job, it's going to force me to go out there and sell a little bit more. I think same thing offensively, defensively. Yeah. If um, you know, if we're doing a really good job defensively, I think our offense has to raise their game and vice versa. So yeah. excited about it this spring. That's a good point. I mean, uh, there were days probably where Donnie and Houghton and those guys were, were taking it to you. There's no question. <laughs> and uh, great to have John David Baker in. I will miss Donnie personally just because he's such a great dude. And um, I, I know you spoke about that uh, after the news that, I mean, they don't really come better than donnie kirkpatrick no, he's the man good, he's good people him yeah. and his wife both and he was really good to me and him and misty was as well as good to my wife and you know we appreciate everything he did for us uh how about jdb what have you seen from uh from him early on what do you like about yeah, him j- just excited about the way he's got that offense you know those players you know excited to take the field for him and uh the things he's bringing to our offense and and you know we we had a few workouts and just the pace they go about their business i think defense is going to force us to to uh, have some urgency about some things we do so i'm excited about that and one new member uh, i believe on the well actually a couple now but uh one new member on the defensive staff is a a pirate legend uh, damon magazoo who uh, folks were really excited to have back and he's done a, a great job as a young coach and now comes back to take over uh in, in the defensive backfield how about coach magazoo and uh how, how you getting along with him so far fired, fired up about coach Mag. yeah he fit you know he fits in uh right away just like we we all knew he would and he's a pirate through and through and cares so much about this place and i think when the interview process was going on i told him i said hey we always show your highlight you know with the pick at nc state so if you'll get your players to make those same type of highlights then i think you'll be a pretty good coach <laughs> yeah no doubt and uh man he has been uh he, he was a great player here he was one of those we use the like coach on the field terms yeah. even when he was yeah. here his dad coached in the nfl of course so seems to be a, a fit and then you had to uh to add a, a coach recently right with the tim douse exit yeah so Co- coach douse you know can't say enough awesome things about him and just the you know not only the type of coach he was but the type of man he is and the family man and husband and and, and uh, dad, but you know it's sad to see him go. But I think any time you lose coaches or somebody is and thinks enough of your program or what what that individual has done to right. kind of uh, take them, I think that's a compliment to your to your success here. Uh, but really fired up about Rico Zachary and, and just um, you know what what he could be in our program. I've I've worked at him at Kennesaw State and uh, just he's, he fits that same mold as Coach Doust. Uh, so super excited to get him here. I think last time we, we coached together, uh, the, his defensive end and his outside backer were all, both all-conference. So I said, all hey, right. we expect that too. So just bring that to us. And, and he's got a really good room there. Speaking of Kennesaw State, uh, Austin on YouTube said, uh, been an ECU fan his whole life, was raised an ECU kid. Uh, being the son of a grad, but Kennesaw State is his alma mater, and uh, he knew of Blake Harrell before Blake Harrell came to East Carolina. So uh, some KSU ties there. The Owls. Yeah. yeah. And uh, by the way, their their basketball coach, which I was talking, I remember last year, I think I sent you a message like Kennesaw State going to the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Well, now South Florida brought in their coach Abdur Rahim, and they are first place in basketball. I saw that. I it's, didn't realize that's where he landed. But yeah, yeah. Well, good for him. <laughs> I mean, you know. they came here and whooped us uh, in Menjis. They are playing awesome. So Kennesaw State, uh, getting at, they are uh, they're D one now, right? So, yeah. So they're in making football. in football. They just made the transition from FCS, and they'll be FBS. in Conference USA uh, next year. So. 
Uh, and you know how the transition sometimes can go. So we'll, we'll be excited to see them, and I'm sure they're excited to go ahead and make that jump and, and go from there. I've seen a lot. So, Coach, just curious, did you ever play the uh, the video game? I mean, you're a real life coach. Oh, yeah, did you ever yeah. play college football? Heck yeah, that was my. I played that way more than Madden. You know, <laughs> create your dynasty. Oh, you create your dynasty. You can run whatever offense you want and and do some different things. But that, I was way more into that than I was Madden for sure. Well, that's interesting. What offense did a defensive coordinator run? What was your offense on the game? <laughs> you know, I, I, it was mostly run the football <laughs> it was just power yeah run, run less plays on defense right <laughs> um but no it, so coach Te- and we were young coaches back then uh we're talking 15 years ago coach tess always would run the triple option oh, it didn't yeah. matter he'd go get oregon's offense and run the run triple, the triple option. Option. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff that game is coming back i've seen a lot of people say they're going to take kennesaw state and uh take them to the promised land in college <laughs> football so looking forward to that this summer jamie says i've heard mike mcdaniel talk about it madden and those games help kids who turn into players and coaches learn football schemes at an uh, early age and i have hypothesized i don't think it's coincidence that all these young coaches from the video game era are coaching now and you see more people going for it and and doing things that aren't we didn't traditionally see (laughs) in football you think there's any correlation there coach i I don't know possibly (laughs) i I do think though i think uh some of our guys just that is the way they you know they don't watch as much football as maybe we did back in the day but they play more video football games and that's that's kind of where they learn some of their terminology and football iq which is fine uh coach i always hear that coaches take things from what they've learned and then add their own wrinkles so who are your kind of mentors and and guys you really looked up to and learned from in the coaching game yeah i think you do that every year you you've kind of evaluate what you've done hey how can we add some few wrinkles here and there and how can we be better and and for the following following season and and some of that's just been you know with with our staff the way we've been together over the years and you know just coming up with new thoughts in the office just sitting around and with coach houston in there and coach tesh in there and other guys and just going bouncing things back and forth and how we could adjust it to be better um you know early on you know jeff collins was a guy that coached me in high school um, oh, wow. And just stay, stayed in contact with him over the years. I think he's at the University of North Carolina now. Um, but he, he's had some really good defense over the years when he was at Florida and places like that. Alice Grinch was kind enough to meet me at one time. Uh, a, a guy that GA'd for us at one time is, is now at Ohio State, Matt Guerrero. You know, so you have, like, mentors and friends that you get on the phone and talk ball with, uh, you know, across the country, that whether they're DCs or head coaches, and just kind of, hey, how are you guys defending this? How are y'all doing this? And maybe you take something from them and make it your own, or at least it gives you a different viewpoint, different perspective as well. I guess those friendships are easier when you're non-conference, right? Like that's, you, that's correct. Yeah. You know, I, me and Brian Newberry, we'll talk, we'll right. talk, but very rarely do we talk football. You know, it's it's mostly just, you know, how's the family type doing type thing. It's, it's hard to talk about how we're defending uh, each other or SMU or whoever it may be. Well, you know, Navy, uh, man, you guys did a great job against that option attack. And now with Army coming into the league, from what I understand, it's a little bit different, right? But what how, how does Navy and Army differ? differ yeah, you know they they all say they're different so uh, but I, I think there will be some aspects that are similar yeah um you know they're all going to run the dive and, and you'll see them under center at times and you'll see them with little slot backs in there but i think uh coach drew chronic compared to what uh, cody worley has done is, it will be a little bit different uh drew chronic we actually went against him when i was at the citadel he was at Furman, and then uh, cody worley was on that kennesaw state staff as well so very familiar with both those offensive coordinators 
uh mike p is the lacrosse guy loves bringing up lacrosse he said ecu has a club men's lacrosse team uh the coaches scout any of those guys as walk-ons we, we never have you know but i tell you what when i was a, a division two coach we had these two linebackers they were twins and uh, part of the reason we got them to come to lenore ryan was we had a lacrosse team so they got to play lacrosse and football and, and for the first time you know being in the south you don't grow up watching lacrosse right. I went out there and watched them. It was pretty physical, yeah. and I enjoyed I enjoyed watching them get after it. <laughs> you, you mentioned your uh, playing days. What position did you play, Coach? You, you know, I, I was all over. <laughs> I was going to say I, I guarded the uh, water bucket. <laughs> but defensively, like an outside backer, you know, and all, offensively I played some quarterback, started a few games there, played some running back, played some receivers, so it was just kind of bouncing around. Uh, Coach Greg Hudson, former ECU defensive coordinator, joins us on Thursdays, and he has been a defensive coordinator, a linebackers coach. He coached the, the O-line back in the day and yeah. said he enjoyed that to to kind of learn from a defensive perspective what the O-line's doing. So right. have you coached offense at all? Sure in your career? So my, my very first job, I was the uh, JV high school offensive coordinator. Okay. You know? And that, back in those days, we only had three coaches. So, uh, you know, on defense, you had to coach the whole back end. Offense, you had to coach all the skilled guys. So, and I got a couple of plays on the offense, which is, which is pretty, you know, one of the reasons I got into this thing. It was pretty run cool. left, run right. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty simple back then. <laughs> that was 90, 1997, 98, I guess. And now, man, and I'm sure some teams maybe were throwing it that. You go to a high school game now, they are chunking it around. Oh, it? yeah, yeah. I, I think if I didn't have a quarterback, I'd probably be handing the ball off and doing some different things. But you see a lot of that yeah I, I, there was a time where i wondered if defenses would ever be able to to kind of keep up with what the offenses are doing and i don't know if we're fully there but it feels like teams have kind of caught up to the spread and and yeah. and there is always a, a cyclical right like cycles with it, these it things. all goes in circles yeah it all goes in cycles like what you said it used to be you would never see anybody under center again and now you're starting to see guys get under center we start to see some teams huddle and, you know, for forever it was, hey, we're going to spread you out. We're going to give you, you know, 10 personnel pitchers, go fast, tempo. And now you're starting to see teams kind of NFL-style huddle, motion shifts, trades. Uh, and I think everything has its advantages and disadvantages, but you're starting to see more of that. A popular uh, discussion on every fifth-quarter call-in show we have is, you know, why did we not go under center on fourth and inches and things like that? So, you know, I'm watching the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and it's fourth and one, and Mahomes is in the shotgun, and he, what, fakes the handoff and runs it for a first down. So even NFL teams, the best teams, are are going shotgun on fourth and short. As a defensive coach, what's is there just too much mass in the middle? Is that why you do that? Well, What's your yeah, take on that? I, th- I think you can, um, you know, you can have different outcomes if if you feel like you can get a push in there. I think you know maybe the old tush push is pretty. The good. Eagles are pretty good yeah, with that. Yeah. If uh, you don't feel like you can move some, you know, they have some guys in there who can't move, then maybe you should go to the outside. So, uh, you know, defensively, I think you got to prepare for all of it, and obviously they get under center, then then you're prepared for the sneak, and you got some ways to defend that. Um, and if they're in the gun, you got you got to be ready for some other stuff. So. Uh, keeps you on your toes and you guys have been famous for those uh goal line stands of course nc state yeah. maybe most uh, famously but had a ton of those a couple years ago and uh good on fourth down and that's uh you guys work on that the, right the last two years i think this year we're top 20 in the nation in fourth down defense and just the uh, short yardage plays we've made and i think it's really a mindset to our you know that our players develop and so hats off to those guys that just hey you know it's short yardage just go time we're gonna go go attack you uh, Jamie says, what type of quarterback is tougher to defend, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes? 
<laughs> I know well, you don't want to see either one of them. That's two Hall of Fame guys. I don't want to see any, you know, any of those type of guys. You know, I, I think they hurt you in different ways. You know, Mahomes is a, is a guy that he can still get free, make, move the pocket, you know, get away from a, 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 a would-be sack in the backfield. And where Brady, I think, you know, seen so much in the game that he, he's really good at just knowing where to go to the football. Jamie says, slowly building his case that Mahomes is better than Brady. I mean, look, Mahomes is 28, and I know we just came off the greatest quarterback of all time with Brady, but I'm I'm about ready to start that discussion. with my. It's incredible. If he can do what he's done you know, yeah. again for the next couple of years, certainly. Why not? Uh, who, was, who, was your, uh, who was the best quarterback before Brady? Coach Harrell? Uh, you know, I was, I, was Monta- a, I was a Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. Fan, fan growing up. Yeah. But before that era, yeah, I would, John Elway, you know, Joe Montana, Dan Reno never won one, but he was pretty good. Um, Kenny's asking if you're a beach or a river guy. I think probably the beach. All right. Uh, yeah. Going with the beach there. You guys get very, very little time to uh, to get away, right? Yeah. That comes up later this yeah. calendar year, but you uh, you take advantage of when you can, I guess, that, right? That's right. It'd really be a late guy, to be honest, if I had to okay. you know, choose one. Up in the mountains, you don't, you're don't you not really close to the beach, so uh, we go to the lake in the summertime and, and enjoy that. Heard uh, Alex asking about mat drills during the break, so how about this time of year, But right before spring ball, what are you kind of working on, focusing on with the coaches and, and maybe the players? Yeah, so, so mat drills are morning runs or, or coaches led runs that uh, we go like do some station work and and really you're teaching you know kind of the core of your program you're teaching hey, attention to detail uh mental and physical toughness you know i ask our players all this time why do we do mad drills they'll name those things they'll name like coach i want to see who's out there that you know i can count on when it's fourth and one third and one who, who can i be in the foxhole with so i think we're teaching all those fundamentals of uh, of our program that we're going to fall back on next fall yeah that's good uh, good bonding uh you get to know uh yeah who you're in those holes with. that's awesome uh and then spring ball coach what are you looking forward to the most uh coach houston said uh, once again he wants that offense to bring it every day yeah. to the defense uh, and i know you want the same for your guys no doubt and i think uh, one of our big goals in the spring is developing our players. You know, not worried about our scheme. We're going to keep it very simple. But we want to develop our culture, uh, which is a where effort-based defense is going to play fast. Well, if we want to do that, let's keep the scheme to a minimum in the spring. Let's just go develop players and making sure we can develop them to play fast, play physical, create turnovers. I, I hate, I think this way, but when Siobhan revels on national TV and having maybe his best game of the year yeah. and everybody's watching, I'm like, uh-oh, who's, who's come, coming to poach this guy? I mean, yeah. I, you you got a million things to think about, but that's kind of the reality. So how different is it today than when you first got into it coaching with the, the portal and everything? You, you know, that, that certainly happens, and you certainly go through your throat, but I think you you got to keep focused on, in a little bit, what you talked about earlier, like, what's in front of you what you can control yeah and i think what you can control is doing things the right way and the relationships you build with young men um and treating them the right way and and making sure they're excited to play for your program and your defense and 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 enjoy each other and know that they're cared about here they're loved and and they're valued and i think if you can do those things that's what you control and if something else is beyond that it's beyond that yeah and i mean it's uncomfortable to have those conversations do you do those conversations come up with you and the guys like during the season the off season or yeah i I think more in the off season than in the season i think in the season you're so worried about just uh you know focusing on the next opponent doing your job you know and and somewhat sometimes it doesn't come up in the off season but you certainly 
trying to do have some conversations yeah you really don't have a lot of time for anything during the season dude i mean it is like flip the page to the next yeah one. yeah it's, it's you get so programmed in like it's what, what's next yeah uh tyler brings up michigan goal line stand yeah i mean the, the, the goal line stands the fourth downs uh have been great here with this east carolina defense and looking forward to another year are you still coach looking to to add some wrinkles that you do that every year yeah. i guess yeah you're gonna do that every year and some of it's maybe something you haven't done for a few years and you're pulling that back out or something sometimes it's something like hey i think this would be really good for our personnel you know obviously our personnel is going to change a little bit uh, you're losing Jamie Lewis. You're losing Julius Wood. Yeah. But hey, what's the strength of Sam Dank or Raheem Craig or J.D. Lampley or Mike Edwards or Dontavious Nash or Jordan Hope? What's their strengths? What do they do well? So let's make sure we're we're fitting those guys and putting them in, in positions they can make plays. So, but definitely definitely always looking to do that. And, and you know you always want to stay aggressive and and play the way you play. But you got to find things that that fit you and fit within that scheme and fit your players. Uh, finally, Coach, uh, you, you saw at least. A a little bit of chandler and i's athleticism on yeah. display in a basketball game and uh you told chandler you you want to be a part of a three-point contest well, I, I really just came in here today to talk about baseball yesterday then i want to talk about three-point contest <laughs> make make sure you guys are up for the challenge okay we're up for it uh you said you you love playing basketball back in the day right? yeah i think i scored one maybe two points in high school okay well I, I that, free throw. uh that, hey. but i had a lot of assists okay yeah stockton-esque out there yeah as a defensive guy um but yeah we'll, we'll get that done if you could get us in the uh ecu practice gym that'd be great i don't but, know uh, how much i pull i have over there <laughs> well hey we'll find a gym and a ball and uh we'll have a three-point contest let's, see how we do let's do it that's because uh, you get me running or jogging or doing anything i'm in trouble but i think if i can just stand and shoot yeah. i got a shot yeah so. I, I used to like get up and down the court a little bit now it's i'm, I'm with you it's, i'm three-point contest up my alley stationary three-point contest will be a go all right well coach uh have a a great spring and uh we'll, we'll talk to you out there but appreciate you joining us today man yeah appreciate you having me on you've been listening to the pirate radio podcast an exclusive presentation of pirate radio the voice of the pirate nation 